0: you're listening to 5 Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. After a long break, this is the start of what may unfortunately be the final run of five episodes, but I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. For now, this episode is all about a few folklores from Brazil, specifically stories that stem from the Amazon forest and river. Later, I'll be talking about Boto and Cantos, which are party-loving, transforming dolphins, but the first section of this episode will be dedicated to Curupira, a small forest protector, which may be the oldest Brazilian folklore. I'll talk about him in more detail shortly after this five-minute folklore story about Curupira and the hunters. So um, How? 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 Long ago, a group of hunters were preparing to head into the Brazilian forests. Don't go. A man approached. There's something in there. I heard it. I saw things when I went hunting. A woman overheard. Ignore him. He's crazy. My husband went in last week and returned safely with food for us. We intend to hunt and will not be scared off by the ravings of a madman. The hunters continued their preparations and entered the forest. See... Nothing strange, just the regular sounds of a forest. A whistling sound cut through. No, nothing strange at all. They convinced themselves. But a rustling stalked them, and the whistling continued from different directions. Before long, they came across some tracks. These look almost human, and fresh, but no one other than us has entered the forest today, as far as I know. As they continued, they found more sets of these tracks. It makes no sense. They all seem to move towards us. Hello? He called out. Is there someone else in here with us? Shh. His hunt mates hushed him. you will scare off our prey. The hunting leader had become so consumed with the eerie goings-on that he had become distracted from the hunt. Yes, of course. That fool in the village must have got to me. Let's hunt. They primed their weapons and ignored the footprints and whistles. Soon, a huge boar stood in the leader's eyeline. There. This one's mine. As he aimed his weapon, the creature vanished before him. Where did it go? You saw it, didn't you? He asked the others. They just stared back, with a look of confusion. There it is, behind you. Move! He shouted as he saw it charge at them. The men turned and saw nothing. Again, the boar had vanished. Perhaps we should go back, the other hunters suggested as they were becoming more concerned. No, we came to hunt, the leader persisted. Not long after, they saw a small figure standing before them in a small clearing. The hunters approached slowly, with caution. It's just a boy, the leader whispered to the others. Hello there. The boy did not react. As they drew closer, the hunters saw the color of the boy's hair, a shocking red. Closer, a slight green tint to the boy's skin Closer, the boy smiled at them, green on his teeth as well. Closer, they noticed his feet. They were backwards. A whistle from the boy's lips. And for a split second, the forest lit up with illusions of spirits and creatures and monsters. And then gone. The hunters, disorientated, shaking, stared at the boy once more. They heard the charge of a boar coming from behind the boy and towards them. The boy jumped in the air and landed on the boar, which it rode as it continued to charge the hunters. Run! They were chased through the trees with no idea of the direction they were running in. They sprinted for their lives, full of panic. All of a sudden, they emerged from the forest at the spot in which they entered. They were breathless. I see you met Kurapira. A woman from the village spoke to them. He protects that forest. He will not allow hunting there purely for pleasure. You're lucky to have survived. Take it as a warning. The hunters vowed never to enter the forest again, all but one of them, who entered again alone to hunt. He was never seen again. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, geez, geez. Hope you enjoyed the story. It was one I put together from various pieces of Curupira lore. I mentioned at the beginning that this is potentially the oldest folklore from Brazil. Stories of Curupira were first documented as far back as 1560 by a priest named Jose de Anchieta. The name Curupira translates from Guarani to roughly mean child's body, which describes the stature of the creature, as it is depicted as a small man or child. There are some regional variances in his appearance, but he is always described as having red or orange flame-like hair and feet that are turned backwards. In some areas he is also described as having green skin, green teeth, pointy ears, or having hair that is on fire. Kurupira is a protector of the forest, with a particular concern for animals who are caring for their young, and although mischievous, he is fair, he will only act against those who intend on harming the environment, or hunting for fun, and will sometimes even help those in need, and is happy to tolerate those who hunt for food. He is often said to have a pet wild pig, in particular a collared peccary, which is a species of mammal indigenous to the Americas. There are many ways he'll punish unwelcome visitors to the forest, using his various abilities. He can use illusions and enchantments to frighten or confuse, super speed to zip to various locations and make noises, mimic voices, give false directions, or use his whistle which can confuse, stun and cause headaches and dizziness, making hunters unable to find their way and perhaps causing them to become lost forever. He also possesses the powers of increased strength and transmutation, which he may even use to transform hunters, perhaps into the very prey in which they were hunting. For other tricks, he will use his unique feat, creating confusing prints, leading trackers the wrong way. They will also lead those attempting to flee directly to him. These combinations of powers and tricks can lead his victims to madness, and disappearances in Brazilian forests have often been blamed on Curupira. He enjoys gifts, and people will sometimes leave things for him, commonly rum, tobacco or honey. Many original stories of Curupira conclude with him killing hunters, but more modern ones merely have him scaring or confusing them and some stories claim that Kurapira will take small children to live in the forest with him, allowing them to return seven years later with a love of nature. There are many similarities between Curupira and another Brazilian folklore character, Caipira. Caipira is also mischievous and lives in the forest, sometimes described as the king of the animals. Depicted as either a boy or a girl, they are dark-skinned, ride a collared peccary and smoke cigars. They also trick hunters by simulating animal noises, hiding tracks and placing fake tracks, and are especially active on days where hunting should not occur. Fridays, Sundays, and religious days. They have a huge appetite and will eat anything. Some say they're even cannibalistic. I'm going to move on to talk about the other subject of this episode now: boto and cantos, or enchanted dolphins. Botos are real animals. They are Amazon pink river dolphins, and the folklore surrounding them deal with their supposed ability to shape shift. So now, I'm going to tell a short story about a visit made by two of them. Long ago, late one night, in June, in a village alongside the Amazon River, a beautiful girl heard the sound of guitars. She followed it to find the music being played by two elegant young men. They stopped when they saw her. Hola bonita, one said. We are looking for good times. We love to party. As he said this, he walked toward her confidently with a slight dance in his step. The girl was taken aback a little. There was something strange about these men. They both had rather large noses and very pale skin but they were so charismatic that she found herself swept up by their charm. They were smartly dressed, both wearing hats, and both had such rhythm in their movements. Actually, I'm on my way to a party now. Would you like to come along? She asked. What a coincidence. Of course! We're ready to dance and drink and cavort! He took her arm. Lead the way. This will be a night to remember. When they arrived at the party, the other guests were quickly charmed by the two men. True to their word, they danced a lot, drank a lot and were often seen disappearing from the event with a different woman in tow. (laughs) In the early hours of the morning, as the party was drawing to a close, many guests were thanking the men as they left, including the girl who had escorted them there. Everyone's had a wonderful evening. You must visit again she told them. It would be our pleasure, one responded, and tipped his hat as he did so. The girl let out a short gasp (gasps) and could have sworn that she saw a small hole in the very top of the man's head. She shook her head and blinked. No, it can't have been, she thought, and considered that she was not seeing clearly as a result of the alcohol. Farewell. We must return to our home the men said as they turned and walked away. You're going the wrong way. There's only the river that way. The girl called after them. We will find our way. Ciao. The next morning, two fishermen pulled two pink dolphins out of the Amazon with their haul. When they gutted them, they remarked upon an incredibly strong smell of alcohol. The two men were never seen again. And some months later there was a wave of unusual births in the village. It was said that the children had strange holes on the tops of their heads. These shape-shifting, magical, were-dolphins ooze confidence and seductiveness. They love sex, partying, dancing and music, and are very musically talented themselves. They appear on land at night, especially during the June festivities, Festus Juninus, and the Feast of St. John. As Bota and Cantus are known for wearing hats to hide their blowholes, it is common for women at these events to ask men to remove their hats, just to make sure. They also visit the land on full moons. Aside from the blowhole on the head, in human form they are also sometimes said to be bald, have large noses, have unusually pale skin, or even a bulbous forehead, but can be captivating to women despite strange appearances. Their fancy clothes are sometimes said to be made from other river creatures. The hats from stingrays, fine belts and shoes from various fish, and they may even wear a sword made from an electric eel. Children born with unknown fathers may be referred to as filos de Boto, or Dolphin's Children. If a child is actually fathered by one of these creatures, they may appear normal at first, but will soon want to return to the river as they get older. Boto and Kantos possess magical abilities, and aside from their talents for transforming into humans, they may also be able to hypnotise. Stun with bursts of sound, or even cause insanity. Some say they can even call forth a storm if they wish. If a Boto and Kanto falls in love with a human, he may go to the extreme of kidnapping them, spiriting them away to a magical underwater city. We're coming to the end of the episode now. I want to thank you for your patience and for the amazing messages I've received from listeners. I work on a number of podcasts, but I always think of this one as my most rewarding. That said, this is also my most time consuming. And so unfortunately, this run may well be the last for the foreseeable future as I have less and less time due to work and also working towards my university degree. But I do plan on doing five episodes. I did work on three special episodes last year for Patreon, which are now available to purchase on Bandcamp at bobshoy.bandcamp.com. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.bandcamp.com. The album there titled Five Minute Folklore Extra features mini episodes on Gargoyles, Kelpies, and John Henry, which can be bought together for a price you can name from £2. I really enjoyed working on those ones, so I hope you enjoy them too. You can still support my time editing the various podcasts I work on on my Patreon for as little as $1 a month, but there are no longer bonus episodes on there, and that's at patreon.com slash bobshoy. You can also make one-off donations at 5minutefolklore.com, where you can also message me as well as find links to the various social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, or the Instagram, which is a good one. I post on there for every episode. And my personal Twitter is at bobshoy. You can also email me directly at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com. I can't guarantee when the next episode will be out, as there's no schedule for them at the moment, but I will be posting them as soon as they're done. As usual, thanks to Rick Dove and Rebecca Chapman for voices, help and support. During this episode, you've heard a shaman song from the Brazilian rainforest under the Curupira story, Under the Boto Encanto story, you heard the 1893 song Brejiro, composed by Ernesto Nazareth. And throughout, there have been a few clips of Brazilian batucada percussion music. And now, finally, to play us out is a section from the song Curapira by Grupo Pereira, which I can't get out of my head at the moment. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mas não gosta de queimadas Ele é o protetor das matas Inimigo de quem mata Meu senhor, tome cuidado Pois tu podes encontrar O Curupira Ninguém sabe se ele vai Mata filhote, mata bicha embuchada. Fique certo de uma coisa, é o fim de sua caçada. Vaz me se fica perdido. obedeço o que mandar. O curupira. Ninguém sabe se ele vai. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?